Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. <laughs> because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your buddies, Steve Spears. And B-Rad. And today we visit again with a dear friend. It's our latest interview with original MTV VJ, Martha Quinn. I'm Martha Quinn with the news. Yes, finally it's arrived. The MTV bowling shirt. Brad, if there's a patron saint of the 80s, it has to be Martha Quinn, right? Oh, yeah. She, she embodies it. I mean, just, I didn't even... I didn't realize that I'd talked to her for a half an hour until I talked to her for a half an hour. And you're like, oh my gosh, that was Martha Quinn. Yeah. She's just, she just is, she's everything you want her to be, 80s Nation. She is just so sweet and so just, oh my gosh, she's amazing. She is an amazing person. I want to go and wash her cars for her and fold her laundry. <laughs> yeah, she is, she's amazing. She just totally owns it. I mean, and she is never embarrassed about. If there's anybody who's truly stuck in the 80s, it's Martha Quinn. And she, and yeah, she would take that as the Yeah, and she would Let's she take over this podcast. <laughs> if if she like sued me for the for the term like uh I would just I would just give it over. You're like, like yes. yep, you're right. Yeah, we'd hang it up. We'd go yeah. start stuck in the 90s. No. No. <laughs> stuck in the late 70s? Yes. Yes. I can I can I can deal okay. with that. We can um, do that. So I'll if get you're my new- plaid pants out. <laughs> so if you're new to stuck in the 80s, we have actually talked to Martha Quinn a couple times before. If you go back to 2007, episode 97, wow. 97. Is that the way back machine? Yeah, 10 years ago. ago. 10 years ago. We talked to her for the first time. She was promoting um, a trivia game. I think it was called 80s Trivia with Martha Quinn. And it was a, I think yep. it was for, for computers. And so we had her on, and I think she was on for about a half hour. And she was amazing. I mean, she was just – she's the same way she is today. And just every minute that goes by, it's just like – Pure pleasure. A couple years later, we had this concept in. Um, it was the end of two thousand nine, and so it was oh, the, I love that show. It's one of my favorites. Episode, I love that show. Episode one eighty six from I think it's December thirty first two thousand nine. It's the end of the decade, and so we we contacted Martha and we said, "Hey, we're going to do the show about the end of the decade, about the end of the eighties. Can you remember what you did at the end of the eighties?" She's like, "Yeah, I can remember." And so we had her as a special surprise guest. We didn't tell anybody she was going to be on. And that, to me, is still one of my all-time favorite shows, um, from production quality to the fact that we had her on. Anyway, oh uh, uh, yeah, that's just a good show, <laughs> of top to bottom. The reader mailbag in that is outstanding. Really? Are you in it's it? Outstanding, You're in it? Steve. Yeah, it's my letter. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, these days, Martha Quinn is at iHeart Eighties Radio. She's on 103.7 in San Francisco in the mornings. Um, you can find her online at 80sradio.iheart.com. If you have- Do not despair. <laughs> she is available online. Right, you do right. not have to live in the Bay Area. Right. And if, and if you uh, if you're not happen to be awake uh, San Francisco in the mornings, there's an app for that, of course. And she'll talk about that. So um, <laughs> It's called an alarm clock. <laughs> it's an alarm clock. It's called the internet. It works for everyone. Um, so without any more uh, delay, let's get on with it. Here is our interview with Martha Quinn. Hey, it's Martha Quinn. <laughs> oh, my God. The words I've been waiting to hear. Aww. How cool is that? We've, it's been so long since we chatted. I know. It's been forever. So, so Martha, tell us about the new job. It's been a year now? Yeah, it's the craziest thing, how life works out, the guy who started MTV and who hired me to be an original MTV VJ back in 1981, he's now the CEO of iHeartRadio, or, or actually iHeartMedia, which is all kinds of different. Um, they have broadcast, they have their apps, they have their um, you know outdoor advertising. It's a giant corporation, and he's the head CEO. And they decided they had the San Francisco radio station that they were flipping formats and they were trying to decide what to do. And coincidentally, 
Um, I was hosting an 80s party in Los Angeles, and Bob Pittman, who hired me for MTV, was there at that show and saw me there and saw the entire sold-out forum, and it was Tears for Fears and Culture Club and Rick Springfield and Loverboy and Missing Persons, and, and he was like, wow, Martha, 80s, station that needs a format in San Francisco, let's make it iHeart 80s, which is the first iHeart-branded radio station. They've got their rep, their app, but they've never done a, a branded radio station, so ours is the first, and it's really cool. And so he said, you know, hey, you know, is this something you'd want to do? Would you want to be a morning person? And I was like, wow, <laughs> I don't know. I've never done such a thing. And he said, you've got to do it. You've just got to do it. Um, you've got to come aboard. And I, I just couldn't resist the opportunity. So it's just been amazing and fun, and I love it. And it's all Duran Duran and all Hall and Oates all the time. What could be better? <laughs> but, but, I mean, was it, was it hard for you to, to kind of like, you know, break ties up with, the, uh, your, with your old MTV gang? That was super hard. It was a really big decision. It was a super hard decision. Um, because I love my VJs. There is never any doubt. If I ever reference my VJs on Twitter or Facebook, it's always Team VJ forever. Forever and ever, we are linked family. And that was a little hard. But the truth is we're in different parts of the country anyway, so it's not like the old days when we were going into the VJ office and sitting down and watching Eurythmics videos while we were eating Chinese takeout from the restaurant on the corner. So, you know, it's not actually that different because I can still call them and email them. You know, I wish that that element could somehow still be in place because I do love being a part of that gang. Um, but I'm always a part of that gang. No matter what our jobs are, no matter where life takes us, we will always be together. Ah, we've hung out with them a lot over the last two years because they've <laughs> they've, yeah, come, they've been on the '80s cruise with us for the last two years. That's right. Br- Brad, tell her the big surprise. The big surprise? Oh, that my wife dressed up as Martha Quinn on the cruise this year. Wait, did I see that? I believe I saw that. Yeah, was, I think I saw that. I had a hard time picking her out from the crowd because her hair was a different color all night. Why, is she like a blonde or something? She's a redhead. Okay. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I think I did see that. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I never thought they'd pull it off, but but they did. I think – but um, the guy who was – Mark Goodman, I guess, said something to the guy <laughs> who was portraying him saying, I never, I never ever owned a members-only jacket in the 80s. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and my friend that's said, right. I, I remember the picture now with Mark – Looking at the guy who was him, Mark yeah. giving that guy the funniest look. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. It is. A, it was a blast. Hey, you know, it's funny because you mentioned Hall and Oates earlier. Um, I think you had said earlier this week you actually had a chance to interview John Oates, right? Right. How'd that go? It was great. You know, Daryl Hall and John Oates were the first two artists that I interviewed on MTV, which was a mind-blowing experience because I had just graduated college. And though I have to say they weren't my first celebrity interview, I did interview Steve Goodman because I was hosting a folk music radio show, and he's the guy who wrote, um, Good night, America, how are you? Don't you know me? I'm your native son. And uh, he'd been playing at the bottom line, so I did interview him for my Just Plain Folk radio show. But when I got to MTV, they were like, hey, do you want to interview Daryl Hall and John Oates? Now, this is when the Voices album had just come out, and, you know, Kiss on My List and You Make My Dream Come True, those were all huge songs. I think one of them was, like, number one at that time. And, and I was like, uh, don't, do you guys do you guys want to give me like an intro artist, like maybe our daughter's wedding or something for me to talk to first? And they're like, no, 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 you'll be fine. And they were super nice about it, and we always laugh about it. In fact, I just said to John yesterday, I was like, okay, John, at this point in time, you were the first person, aside from Steve Goodman, the first person um, celebrity I interviewed, and as of now, you're the last celebrity I've interviewed. So I'm bookended right now with John Oates. Oh, wow. I, I'm curious, um, as, as someone who does, I mean, I've done a fraction of the interviews that you've done over your lifetime and I know what my process is like preparing for one. 
how do you go about preparing for an interview? How do you go about coming up with questions, you know, for, you know, it's someone like a John Oates? First of all, it's, it, it's very, very hard. And I put my heart and soul into it. And I actually pulled back from interviewing um, in my last couple of years at Sirius because I do find it very vulnerable and I worry about it for weeks after. Like, I hope I did a good job and I hope that I talked up their whatever it is that they're plugging um, well and I hope they were happy and I get really, really invested in it and I, I do way too much research and then I get myself all like um, almost more confused because I will literally research for weeks before I do an interview. I, I don't do anything the easy way. I really don't. Everybody's like, oh, it'll take you 10 minutes. No, it won't. Not for me. It'll take me days and days and hours and hours and agony and agony. Um, but I have a great thing now with my new show, which is making it a blessing for me because I have these features. I do a wellness shot. I talk about health every morning. I do Totally Awesome, where I share a totally awesome piece of good news that people call in with theirs. In fact, I had the funniest one the other day. This woman called in. She goes, hey, I've got totally awesome news. I'm having knee surgery. And we were like, uh, okay. Uh, yay. What, 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 yeah, uh, yay. She goes, I get three weeks off of work. <laughs> she, to her. she was like, I'm psyched. I get to be off of work for three weeks. So, um, so I do that. I do a game every day called Who Am I? where I give out three clues and the first person to call with the right answer wins something. And it's not really about being difficult. It's about having fun. And so I can have celebrities now call in and, for example, John read his Who Am I? clues. And that makes so when we have something for them to do and a way for them to participate in an event that's already happening, like then I also talk to him about his totally awesome news that he wrote a book, and I know how hard that is to write a book, and so we talked about that. So that kind of, once I have a hook, it makes it a lot easier for me rather than just talk to them about their new album um, because, you know, just having a little angle makes makes my life a lot easier. But I work really hard. It, it hasn't really gotten easier over the years because I, I want, you know, that's just who I am. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What's your approach? Um, I, I'll go back and I'll read like all the interviews they've given that are on the internet for like the last two or three years. Yeah, you're like me. <laughs> exactly. And then I'll go look, ahead. Yeah, and I look for um, <clears throat> either gaps, like something like the interviewer didn't follow up on that I thought was interesting, or I if they if if one question in particular generates a really really interesting story. I will ask them that the same question just in hopes that they tell me that the really interesting story is if I've never heard it before. It is a tricky, it is a tricky business. Sometimes I admire um, Larry King in his, um, he never did prep. Because like you, we're all having a conversation right now. And like if I met you or if I met John Oates, you'd do, a, you'd do great. It's almost like there is a blessing to saying, okay, I'm not preparing at all, but I, I don't think I can do that. I have to think that a daily radio show would be, uh, you know, how are you dealing with that as opposed to prepping for interviews? Well, it's a lot of work. Oh, my God. It is so much work. It's like the, being a morning show person is kind of like being, um, you know, I'm like one of those people on America's Got Talent that's riding a unicycle and flipping plates. <laughs> Ed Sullivan called. I, Exactly. That's what I feel like. There's always something going on. There's people calling. Um, you know, today was corny joke Friday, so we had, you know, kids calling with their corny jokes. And um, there's always new elements coming up. We're planning for our Mother's Day week. We're coming up with little, you know, we're assembling clips, you know, different mom clips. We've Another thing that my, my uh, partner and I do, we do Martha's Movie Monday. And it's super fun. We read a script from an 80s movie, you know, a little scene for people to come mm -hmm. in and guess the movie. And so we're always like, and we're, I always say our theme song is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. It's me, my 
co-host Christy and our producer Karina. So it's basically three girls, and we're always just looking for ways to have fun and to entertain people who are in their cars, going to work, and we're always coming up with different games, you know, playing clips from the 80s, playing 80s TV show theme songs, <laughs> call up and guess what this is, and we had people singing along to the Duke's Hazard theme song. It was so much fun. But getting all that together is a ton of work. It's way more work than I have ever done. But it's kind of cool because it's an entirely new skill set. So, um, and my girls, Christy and Karina, are the most amazing producers ever. You know, Christy's doing traffic, and it's like a whole scene. So um, it's really, it's all-encompassing. I mean, we're texting each other literally all day. Hey, how about this? Hey, I saw this clip. Hey, you want to yeah. do this? You want to do that? It just goes on all day. But um, it's really Yeah, I would fun. think it would be it's a challenge to keep the pipe full. Yeah, and I get to talk about things like, for example, health. I'm super into health and living organically and healthy and all that. So, you know, I talk about health every day. When they came to me, they were like, well, so what kinds of stuff do you want to talk about? And I was like, uh what do you mean? And they're like, well, you know, because I'm used to just talking about the music and the 80s, like, you know, at, at uh, you know, Sirius, that's, it was all, it was music intensive. And so they were like, well, you know, we, we have to do benchmark features. This is all morning radio show stuff. And I'm like, yeah. uh, what do you mean by that? What, what do you, what a benchmark feature and that, that means something you do every day, like a little feature, a little featurette, like, you know, different yeah. columns in a newspaper. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know. And they're like, well, what are you into? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm pretty healthy. I, I like eating healthy and trying to have a healthy lifestyle. And they're like, perfect, we'll do that. So, <laughs> you know, I get to explore these different aspects of, of who Martha Quinn is, which is, you know, it's fun. That's cool. It's 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 weird. You talk about um, a lot of the things you talk about are similar to things that we do. I mean, on the every podcast has what we call the seggies, and we have mystery movie moment and name that eighties tune, uh-huh. and I want my uh, TV theme song, stuff like that. And no way, that's so funny. And, and then every and then for all those eighties cruises that we do, Brad and I host all the trivia challenges, all the big eighties trivia challenges. And that takes us what like four months to to prepare for. It, it takes a long time to come up with questions hard enough to make everybody on the boat angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is hard. It's a lot of preparation. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Since it's been a while since we talked, we were curious what you think of some of the more recent 80s-related news. And I wanted to start with um, Journey making it into the Hall of Fame and Steve Perry actually showing up for the induction ceremony. Were you surprised by all that? I wasn't surprised that he showed up. I... I I couldn't see how he could. He's a good guy. You know, I, I didn't see how he could possibly. I, I just didn't think that he would not do that. I mean, though, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, is probably used to that. I mean, when Van Halen got inducted, it was only Sammy and Michael Anthony, I guess. You know, Eddie, Alex, Dave, they weren't there. Um who else? When Blondie was inducted, there was a whole big fight about who was going to play and who was actually yeah. in the inducted band. And um, Axel didn't go and Guns N' Roses was inducted. But I, I did not think that that was going to be Steve's angle. But I was not surprised that he didn't sing. And I did not care that he didn't sing. Because w- w- the reason that they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, as I say, what was in the grooves of Captured, Escape, Frontiers, you know, whatever. That's that's why they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And who knows how he's sounding these days? Who knows how he feels these days? Uh, I didn't think it was inappropriate at all for him to, to not sing. I'm kind of glad he didn't because that we can keep that, the journey that we know. He hasn't been playing with them. Um, yeah. So I... I I thought it was also very princely of he and Arnell to do a really nice photo op because the truth is Arnell has been keeping the flame of journey alive on the road for quite a few years now that people all around the country, all around the world are able to go out into an arena or wherever and sing Don't Stop Believing because of Arnell. So (laughs) I I get it. I get it. He's not Steve Perry, but hey, Steve didn't want to do it. 
So that's how it's able to happen. So I thought it was really nice. And and Arnel Pineda, from what I can see, he's the first guy to stand up and say, Steve Perry is a legend. He's very good about that. So, you know, I I thought it was, I, I had no problem with it whatsoever, to be honest with you. Well, cool. it's nice to see that he recognizes that he is standing on somebody's shoulders there. But because of he is. He yeah, that. he is. He, he couldn't not. And, and I don't think that, and he, of course he recognizes that. I don't get the feeling that he does anything else. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm, I'm just saying it's good that he is acknowledging it. Because I think, you know, some people are like, that oh, no. That's a question that ticked me off. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> no, I'm totally yes, kidding. we did it, Steve. We did it. Nobody can ever be Martha <laughs> mad, but you did it, Brad. Thank you. Well, you know, that's, that's my special purpose. I can die happy now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, I mean, I mean, there's always these talks these days with bands um, reuniting. I mean, Bananarama just came out the other day and said that they were yeah. going to reunite. And there's like these... Um, Rumors floating around about Genesis uh, reuniting. Um, are there are there bands from that era that you personally would just you know die to see reunited? Well, I mean the Genesis thing would be amazing. Do you think that's going to happen? I don't know. That would be mm. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which era are we talking? Are we talking? Are we going back to Peter Gabriel? Because that would be pretty no, interesting. No, no. But I don't think Phil Collins can drum anymore. Even if it's him and another guy, that'd be. I mean, that'd be so cool. And will we ever see David Lee Roth with Michael Anthony again? Probably not. Really? Gosh, I'd re- I would really love to see that. I never did get to see the classic line of Van Halen. Oh, that was pretty special. <laughs> um, and who else? Will Steve ever go out on the road with Journey? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. What do you guys think? That seems like a very long shot to me. I think I think the first thing that has to happen is he's got to have this album that he's been working on forever come out. And everyone's got to hear how he sounds, and then uh, maybe they go from there. What do you think, Martha, about the the '80s revival in general? I mean, it seems to have gotten stronger over the last couple of years. You have these band reunions, you have uh, TV shows like Stranger Things. I mean. Does it seem like it's still growing in power? I mean, it's at some point in time that 90s revival has to sort of kind of come along and stake its claim, right? I'm really not sure. It's funny you say that. I was just talking to John Oates about that because, you know, they just added a second night at the Staples Center. Wow. Fears, and it's like, oh, my God. And even he's going, oh, my God, this is incredible. <laughs> and I was asking him. He said, you know, if you asked me in the 70s, would I still be as popular, if not more so, you know, in the new millennium? I, I, he said, I would be so surprised. And to me, the 80s music, 80s music is like, it's more than a decade. It's like a scene. Like when you say, I like 60s music, you could be talking about classic, mostly you're talking about like classic rock. If you talk about 70s, maybe you're talking about, you know, head, the heavy metal era or some disco. But when you talk, when you say, I like 80s music, it's its like own identity. People get that you could be talking about Genesis or salt and Peppa or Michael Jackson or Madonna or Madness. The 80s is like its own scene. It's almost like saying, I like the Paisley Underground or something that has its own identity and it's really I mean you guys know this from doing your 80s cruises that I would imagine that the experience that you have is total good vibes oh yeah yeah it's crazy like there is something about 80s loving crowds that is such good vibes I said that to John Oates I said aren't 80s audiences the best it's always like, you know, all about unity and having fun and, you know, rooting for each other. And um, it's just a really, it's, it's really interesting. And I, I just don't know if the, if the 90s, I don't know what, if, I don't know if any other decade is going to be able to equal that. And maybe it's the unifying power of MTV. You know, once MTV wasn't the significant force that it was, that the, music scene of that era kind of went back to being kind of fractured. Um, 
so that it wouldn't be quite the same yeah. celebration of everybody all together. So, so let me ask you something along those lines, Martha. You know, it, and you kind of touched on it in the '80s. MTV was uh, very much a power broker in that you know, if you played enough Duran Duran videos, everyone was going to buy the albums. Um, do, do you think anybody occupies that space today? I mean, is Spotify able to make a band the way MTV did? I, you know, I'm I'm just not familiar enough with how that all works these days. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I, I think that MTV was like a um, lightning caught in a bottle, and those are the I hardest so things too. in the world to to replicate. I think so too. I really do. I I absolutely do. It's nuts, just, and that's maybe part of why um, the '80s is so long living, is because it really was a unique time, and I think that MTV was a big part of it, and. Like you said, you mentioned Spotify. It's like, well, can Spotify make someone? Can YouTube make someone? Can iTunes make someone? Like, there's so many different options. Yeah. You know, like that back then, it was just MTV, so it was just one place, which was kind of magical. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Martha, we really appreciate you joining us. This has been—I mean, it's been too long, but man, we're so happy that you have your new gig with with iHeart the 80s and that you're loving it so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's so fun. And you can get it. You don't have to be in San Francisco to hear it. It's available on the iHeart Radio app. So people l- listen all over the country. So please do. <laughs> we'll make sure they do. <laughs> Next time you need me to call in and talk you through Pokemon Go again, you let me know. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. I, I don't know if you remember like, that. It was I kind of flat-footed you at the end of it. I'm like, oh, Steve Spears says hi. You're like, who on earth is calling me? What are you <laughs> no, talking no, about? It, it, I remember it. I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, who is this? But, yeah, that was funny, the whole – what happened to Pokemon Go? That Pokemon uh, went. It's kind of died a quiet death, yeah. 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 As, right. as fads do, you don't see a lot of kids hula-hooping and yo-yoing either. So. True. True. <laughs> True. You do have a good point there. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. Have a great Thank weekend. You, Martha. Okay, bye. Bye. And there we go, Martha Quinn. How amazingly cute is she? She's just such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Can we call her cute? How is that wrong? No, no, that's that's spot on. And you know, you, however long you talk to her, you it doesn't matter. You want to keep talking to her. Yeah, she's I just know. that kind of person. It's ridiculous. Um, I wish we talked to her every six months. Um, maybe we can make that work. Oh, I, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that you have probably talked to Martha Quinn more often than I have in the last couple of years. I, yeah, well, it's kind of a random thing. She was on Facebook when the Pokemon Go thing was exploding. Remember that? Your kids oh, yeah. do. Um, Not mine. And she had posted something like, can someone please explain this Pokemon Go thing to me? Call now. And she posted the phone number, I guess, for the radio station on the on Facebook. And so I'm like, yes. So I called, <laughs> called in and I ended up talking to her on the air. Or I guess it wasn't on the air. It was a recording for them to use the next day. But at the end of it, I was like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm on the Second the 80s podcast. Steven, I would love to have you on again. And she was just like, what? Oh. What? So, it's funny. <laughs> she was very cool about it. You have the biggest crush on her, don't you? Well, crush? I don't know that I have a crush on her, but I just, I, I want to hang out with Martha Quinn and be friends with her and, you know, spend time with her. <laughs> <laughs> Take her to movies. Buy no. her pizza. If you're not with Beth, uh, <laughs> I was wondering. The, the biggest thrill of your life must have been on the eighties cruise when Katie dressed as Martha. That must have been uh, like that must have been like the height of role playing for you. D- disconcerting, I think, is where <laughs> we're going at. Disconcerting. <laughs> I love it. Um I was kind of I, what I liked about the interview was I, I've been dying forever to ask her and the other VJs for that matter too, how do they prepare for an interview? Because I have a real specific way I do it, but I yeah. have no clue whether I'm even going about it the right way. And so it was kind of nice to hear that she sort of does the same thing. Well, here's what I liked about it is she the fact that she works that hard on it, it just shows how much she cares about it. It's not just a job to her. 
you know, she is of 80s Nation. She's not reporting on 80s Nation. She's not talking about 80s Nation. She's talking about herself. Right. Which is what, that's why it's so great. I mean, she's just so genuine about it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we have her on again soon. I'm sure we will. If you ever get a chance, she occasionally she will be there for some of these um, 80s shows out in California, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's definitely worth going to those just for the chance to say that you saw her in person because I, you know, <laughs> I've talked to her three times on the, f- you know, on the phone. You know, I, I sit outside the gate at her house and they just sh- keep shooing me away. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So hey, before we get to the seggies, um, we wanted to take a quick time out and talk about our new sponsor to Stuck in the 80s podcast. Yeah, it's HelloFresh. It's a meal kit delivery service that brings fast, fresh, and healthy meals right to your doorstep. Brad, you've been trying out their meals. How are they? I got to tell you, I can't overstate the convenience. They say 30 minutes of cooking time, and it's been 30 minutes of cooking time. And, you know, everything is packaged and ready to go, measured out. And and the food has been really good. Everyone in the family, much to my amazement, actually just scarfed down this chicken thing I made last weekend. It was amazing. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so here's how it works. Um, for those who are kind of new to the whole meal delivery service thing, each week, HelloFresh creates um, a new set of recipes, and they include with it step-by-step instructions to designed to take, as Brad said, no more than 30 minutes. And it doesn't matter if you've never really cooked before or you know, if you went to the Cordon Bleu School of Cooking. You can master uh, HelloFresh without any sweat. HelloFresh uses fresh ingredients. They're measured to the exact quantity needed, so there's no waste and no mess. And that's the problem I have here is like I try to cook I cook for one and it's it's a disaster because you know the world was not meant for for single 50-year-old men to cook by themselves and I end up throwing away more than I buy. So HelloFresh is like perfect for me. Um, the other cool thing about it HelloFresh employs two full-time registered dietitians on staff, and they take the time to review every recipe to make sure it's nutritionally balanced. Under unlike my current uh, menu tide <laughs> of uh, you know deep dish pizza from Pizza Hut, and here's what's important: the food's delivered to your doorstep in a recyclable insulated box for free. Loyal listeners of Stuck in the '80s can get a very special offer. Because of your listener status, your membership in 80s Nation, you can use the promo code RADICAL30 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Again, support Stuck in the 80s and try HelloFresh for free. Free is a good price, Steve. Simply visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code RADICAL30. Not (laughs) BRAD30, RADICAL30. And let's face it, if you could have come up with our own uh, promo code, you would have picked RADICAL30, wouldn't you have? I would have, Steve, because I want everyone to be rad. <laughs> uh, so do be rad and I a favor. Try out HelloFresh. You'll be doing us a huge favor. You know what else always does us a huge favor? The, the Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain that is reader mailbag, which isn't about readers whatsoever, and there is no mailbag, but there is a mailbox. And uh, we got a, precedent. <laughs> yeah, so we um we got we've gotten a lot of really cool letters lately. So if if we don't read yours today, don't worry. You know we we're saving them. We're putting them in a very special folder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, we did. I, I, I spent like an I spent my lunch hour reading all the mail today. I was like, oh my god, there's some really great stories in here. Um, You're a good man, Steve Spears. <laughs> well, I try. I, I mean. It was either that or do actual work. So, and, and no, but really, I was really the touched. Was clear. There, I, and we actually had, I think, at least two emails from women, and that was kind of neat because that never happens. Yeah. And they both said, you know, hey, you do have female listeners. I'm like, well, yeah, we just doubled it, but it's no, a bit. So, um, anyway, the first letter is from Weary Bear here in my neck of the woods in Orlando. So, Brad, give it a go. Weary Bear writes, Hey there, guys. I wish that I had known you were doing a Mother's Day podcast last weekend. I could have shared with you this story, one of my favorites about my mom in the 80s. (laughs) It was the mid-80s, and I was a junior in Academy when wine coolers first exploded onto the market. I didn't really have much interest in alcohol at the time, but my mother approached me with an offer to buy a six-pack of something (laughs) called California Cooler with a freebie coupon she found in the Sunday newspaper. Okay, this is good. It's getting better. I agreed to take them if she bought them, and a few days later, there they sat on my bed. 
Isn't that nice? My mother bought me my very first six-pack of booze. Over the following weekend, I tried to enjoy them, but I did not. They tasted horrible. (laughs) After about a bottle and a half, I threw the rest away. Looking back, I now realize that these libations might have tasted better had I chilled the liquid instead of (laughs) drinking them straight from my bedroom bookshelf. (laughs) I wish that this was the end of my story, but it isn't. <laughs> my mother also gave me my first taste of cigarettes. <laughs> we got a mother of the year contender here, folks. It was the mid-70s, and I was in kindergarten. <laughs> my, I'm sensing a theme here. My mother found a coupon in the Sunday paper for a freeze pack of smokes. No, she didn't approach her little boy with yet another offer of an addicting new habit. I had to go into the backyard and find her there sampling her free pack. She saw me looking and asked if I wanted to try one. <laughs> I didn't want to throw up. I didn't know any better, so I agreed. There we both stood on the grass, smoking like a barbecue. Oddly enough, the smoke didn't bother me at all. I mean, it was the 70s. Everybody was smoking anyway. But I really didn't have much interest in this smelly activity, so I handed her back the cigarette and went off to play. I know, my mother will never once in her life be in the same league as Claire Huxtable. But I'm at least grateful that there were no freebie coupons in the Sunday paper for pot plants or ammo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Steve's neighbor, Weary Bear, in Altamont Springs, Florida. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I mean, the wine cooler thing would never have happened, would probably never have happened to me. Like, I, I, I mean, yeah. uh, my mom's really, like, not into alcohol, and I can't serve her to Or pizza, or hot tubs. Or pizza, or hot tubs. It's certainly not hot tubs she pays for. But um, the idea of, like, giving me a cigarette when I was in kindergarten, which at the time she did smoke. I mean, she smoked in yeah. the uh, late 70s, but. Wow, that is amazing. That's that's crazy. That's epic. My brother-in-law's grandmother taught him how to light a cigar and keep it burning when he was pretty young, like probably about that age, but it was because she liked the smell in the house because her late husband at that point had smoked cigars and she missed the smell. So she taught him how to light it and like take a puff on it every few minutes to keep it burning. (laughs) Yeah. I could see like someone missing somebody who smoked a pipe, like you know, like you know, yeah, you know, you know what kind of pipe I'm talking about. Don't be. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. I, an old man pipe. Yeah, an old man pipe. Like my dad smoked a pipe for a while, and then I had a piano teacher who smoked a pipe. And every year for Christmas, my mom would buy like this can of like you know cherry scented tobacco for the pipe. It's Albert in a can. Yes, exactly. And, out. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, uh, we digress. We have actually a second letter. We this do. One is, um, from, uh, this one's epic. This one's just as good. So, well, it's not as shocking. Well, no, maybe it is just as shocking. You be the judge. <laughs> yeah. Tell us. Which shocks you more? Dial 1-900. The 80s shock. Yeah. And this oh. one is from uh, Eric the 16-bit kid, uh, Burrow Bay. So, Brad, um, because I'm choking on my drink and my cigarette habit that I've had since I was five years old, uh, maybe you can read it. <laughs> I will be more than happy to do that. <laughs> Eric writes, Dear Spusy and B-Rad, today marks the end and continuation of a journey that has been one of the longest personal undertakings of my life. Officially today, I have caught up with the current show, number 401 of Stuck in the 80s. I've been listening to your podcast for exactly one year, two months, and eight days. Yep. That's right. You read that correctly. Last year on February 1st, I moved from my hometown of Sudbury, Ontario, Canada to St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada to start a new job. I moved in with my girlfriend of three years. My first day on the job, I was craving some 80s music magic, so I turned on my trusted iPhone to get my fix. I then said to myself, hey, I wonder if there's an 80s related podcast out there. And guess what? Bam! There it was! The awesome 80s podcast! I played the first episode, and I was destroyed when it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) I searched again and yielded much better results. Stuck in the 80s. Yes, yes, you did. I pressed play again, and what happened next changed my life. I'm only 23 years old, but I'm totally in love with the 80s. I would give anything to be born during or have been a teen in the 80s. It wasn't long before 10 episodes had been gobbled up by my headphones. That's right. 
I've listened to every show, even Tom freaking Wopat. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, have you heard the Purple Rain show, Eric? Drop oh, line. I'll yeah, send it I bet to Eric you. hasn't heard the, um, the unpublished. I have that. I have that in oh, special Eric, story. You don't want to listen. You're in for a treat. If by treat you mean mopping up vomit. <laughs> Not too far from the truth. We return to Eric's letter in progress. That being said, I don't regret a dang minute of it. Stuck in the 80s has gotten me through a lot. Kept me awake on long, tiring drives. Was there for me during my first home purchase and even when I got a new car. Every day I would try to get my stuck in the 80s fix. I'm still with the same girl going on five years now, and this podcast has driven her to madness. <laughs> she can't resist the calm and cadence to Spiercy's voice or Brad's deep, imposing rumble. Eric, are you know. trying to flatter me? I don't know what she's talking about. Me either, Steve. It's been a roller coaster this last year, settling into my new life, but Stuck in the 80s has always been and will continue to be my light in the darkness, my highway companion, and weekend warrior soundtrack. Thanks for all the movies, music, interviews, and contests. All I can say is thanks, and even that will never be enough for what Stuck in the 80s has done for me. Um, just mail us cash. That's fine. <laughs> Keep going strong. You'll be hearing a lot more of me now that I am on current shows. Warmest regards. Guards, Eric, the 16-bit kid, Barube, from St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. Wow. that's I'm all smiles here. I know. That's awesome. I, I wonder if he's being sarcastic, though, about um, the girlfriend being on the edge of madness and uh, uh, liking the cadence of my voice. I know the, the low rumblings of Brad is, is definitely seductive, but... Oh, well, you know, it just is what it is. <clears throat> Perhaps that is true. Um, as always, we love your emails. Please send them to us right now with lots of complimentary terms. Uh, by now, you should know the email address is podcast at sit80s.com. There's some little confusion about that after the last show. We got some emails saying, you never read my name. And I'm like, ah, you're sending it to the wrong address. So there you go. Um, we will, we will, in, we will endure. We will overcome. We will move on to the next segi. Ah, it's time for I want my MTV mystery TV theme song, which has way too many syllables for me to pronounce, especially oh, after fine. two gin and tonics. Um, this is fairly new, but uh, you get the gist of it. Um, we will play a snippet um, from a TV theme song of the 80s. If you get it right, you were entered into the drawing for some swag. If you want a trucker's cap from the 80s cruise, you're going to be out of luck for a while because um, I'm still in the middle of moving and it's all packed and sitting in a garage eight miles away from where I'm recording. Hey, by the way, this is the last recording I'll ever make from the current lair. You mean they're moving Spearsy Land to a new location? Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 within Orlando city limits now, but I will no longer be in Orlando by the time you actually listen to the show. I will be gone, and I will be off to the exotic land known as Castleberry. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe you were moving into a like a log cabin off the grid someplace. That'd be great. No, I'm moving to Castleberry, which is kind of like uh, suburban land. So, but that's fine. It's it's a great place, and there won't be as many trucks driving by or kids on skateboards outside as we record. <sighs> Darn those yes. kids and their skateboarding <laughs> boards! Anyway, pay attention. Here's our clip from the last time we did this little seggy. Yes, for the few of you who knew this, that's small wonder. And for those who didn't know this, bravo. (laughs) Yeah, if there was a common theme, it was that everyone who answered said, this is the worst television show ever, but but it was so easy, it was so recognizable, which tells me that they watched it. It's funny because, I mean, when we were on the 80s cruise last time and you and I were doing um, trivia, the first couple of days we had like a um, a savant in the audience who basically was able to answer every question right. Yeah. After every uh, trivia session, he would come up to us and like grill us with 
other questions. Yeah, what about this? What about that? The, I'm I'm Showtime Brad. I'm not trivia Brad. Yeah. And one of the first questions he asked was, you know, there was an 80s TV show about a little girl who was a robot. And I'm like, she, he's like, what was it called? And like, I knew what the answer was. I'm like, it's small wonder. And for some reason, because probably because it was 930 in the morning. Right. You know, and we were. The synapses weren't so, firing. Yeah. We still had whiskey breath from the night before. I, it, it didn't come to my head. And I was kicking myself afterwards. Like, it's small wonder, dude. It's small wonder. Anyway, don't Google it. It's awful. You don't want to see it. If you did, you'll hate me later. But Brad will still uh, read the very few people who actually got this right. I will always think of you warmly, Steve. And here are our winners. Peter Ryan, Lynn from Riverdale, New York, Dave August, Canuck and Callie, Tom, who's got nothing to quote in Austria, OJ in Spain, and Chris Cooling from Forgotten TV. If anybody should get it, Chris Cooling from Forgotten TV should get it. Uh, pay attention, Chris. Here's this week's mystery TV theme song. If you know it, email us at, ouch, the cat just hit me with its claws. Son of a bitch. Why? Why? Cat Penitar, why? So angry. So hostile. Such anger. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, she senses the move. Mm. This is what the problem is. And All these boxes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as, we were, as we were about to say, the uh, email address is staying away from the cat podcast at sit80s.com hey steve yes i'm gonna do that thing you like so much right now you ready yes and the winner is to land on cat benatar is waiting to strike chris cooling for from forgotten tv yeah hey cool hey so chris um Send us your uh, stand mail address, and we will send you probably a bottle opener or 10 claws from a declawed cat. <laughs> your choice. I'm not trying to suggest you pick the latter of the two, but it would help me out a lot. We'll be right back after this commercial break. It still happens, even to Martha Quinn, but I don't let it get to me. Ah! Breakouts. Ah! What does a girl have to do to get clear skin? You wash a jillion times a day with harsh scrubs and cleansers that can irritate your pores, even bring on more breakouts. Neutrogena Oil-Free Acne Wash breaks the breakout cycle, cleans deep down to help clear up the acne you've got now. But unlike the harsh stuff, ah! it's gentle, won't irritate, won't bring on more breakouts. Yes! So, let's rock! We're back, and we have a few minutes left. I thought we'd play a new game show we'd like to call What's Your 80s Obsession? Brad, I, I don't even have to ask this. I know what your 80s obsession is, but but for the sake of uh, history, please tell me. What oh, is my your gosh. 80s obsession? Steve, I am, I am so, so jacked up to see you two this weekend. Uh, Joshua Tree 2017 tour is coming through town. Uh, I got shut out on getting tickets to the first night, but the second night, score! So we're going on Sunday. I am just, I'm humming. I'm like every day I'm checking the set list. My son and I are like, like, oh, what do you think they're going to, this is going to be the same one. Like, oh, we should listen to the songs. Like, listen to them in order. I'm like, no, don't do that. Just listen to some stuff. Get yourself ready, but don't get too ready. And like, oh, what do you, what, do you think they'll have the concert shirts like from the last tour where they have reproductions? That'd be so cool. I it just, I'm so excited about it. It would be cool if they had reproductions of the original concert shirt from uh, 87. Yeah, it would be. Will you buy one if they have them? Absolutely. Maybe I'll buy an extra one and we'll raffle one off on SIT80s. Oh I will I will spot you the coin for that if you do that. Yeah, I... so, so that's where I am right now. A lot of unforgettable fire and uh, just to you know lay the groundwork, the runway up to Joshua Tree. And then I've actually been avoiding Joshua Tree. Like I don't want it. You don't want to become too familiar. I don't want to soak too much in it. Right. Yeah, I know it's going to be amazing. I mean, I, the hair is standing up in the back of my neck just talking about it. So, <laughs> so Steve, what do you got this week? In, in all actuality, I mean, what I'm really obsessing about is my move in like two days and the fact that my cat hates me. But um, <laughs> it's clear. I mean, she's really upset by this whole move thing. I, I took a lot of my closet out today and um, moved it to the new place. 
And it's like yeah. five minutes later, she was standing in the middle of my, my walk-in closet, just kind of like looking around like it was the end of Independence Day or something. It was just bad. But basically, Kat Benatar looked at you and said, you made me this way. Yes. it's. I'm in for a, a couple rough weeks for sure. And... um but no, but really what it is, it's it's 80s in the sand. That that trip to uh, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, that's coming up in November. Mm-hmm. Because we're right about the time now where people are starting to book their flights. We know what the theme nights are going to be. I mean, there's they're very similar to the 80s cruise nights, but every night's a theme night. Every night's a costume night. So you know what it's like. You get, you get like so absorbed yeah. in the idea that I have to start planning my costumes. I have to spend all my day yeah. on eBay, and which is great, though. It's like it's fantastic. And I love it. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And um, it, I'm, I'm really interested to see how different it's going to be than what, what you and I are used to because it's, you yeah. know, it's not a moving boat. <laughs> It'll be a different crowd. Right. It's, yeah. it's unlimited drinks. It's an all-inclusive resort. So all the food, all the drinks, everything. You, know, like, you want to drink yourself into a complete stupor every night on El Presidente beer, be my guest. I'll be right there next to you. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> – um, so I'm going, um, I'm hosting the trivia. Curtis Lane close will be with me as my, my, uh, first mate, my technical assistant. Uh, yes, exactly. You know, he, he's, he's the man of all trades. Um, so people on the East cruise who are good, good friends with Curtis, you know, he'll be there. You should be there too. Uh, Debbie Foreman will be there as my co-host, and so I'm going to like write a lot of questions to like that that sucks up to her because that's what I do. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be a fun trip. I mean, I'm just we're like what five or six months away from that. We're yeah. we're less than a year away from the next eighties cruise. We're in the sweet spot. It's all good. So, it's all good, my right. friend. We just talked to Martha Quinn. Oh, man, can you imagine? Can you imagine if she's a middle initial? <laughs> You, yeah, you're a little dumbstruck, but I mean that that happens. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry if I. I'm not going to. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> no, we'll we'll talk to her again. So you, but um, no, no. If she has a middle initial, what should it be? Should it be Martha J Quinn? That's what I'm thinking. It should be Martha J Quinn. MJQ. That works. Yeah, yeah, it does work. So in the meantime, look into uh, the '80s in the sand. We have discount codes at sit80s.com. We also have the promo codes for uh, the 80s cruise. Don't forget about that. It's more than 75% sold out now. So if you're going to go, you better get off the fence. But in the meantime, Martha J. Quinn, B-Rad, and I remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wager. Bang, man. Dude. Nailed it. Nailed the.